Caleb has run across a number of couples lately, mainly younger couples, who are watching X-rated movies or pornography in order to, quote, spice up their sex life. So it's not uncommon in our world to think that pornography has something to offer your marriage. But today, we're going to take a look at what the research says porn really does for, or more precisely, to your marriage. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a myth buster for you this week. This is episode number 163, and today we're going to be talking about how pornography impacts marriages. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed why you keep misinterpreting your spouse. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of do that. Yeah. You do. Especially some people's spouses. <laughs> So that's worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Let's get into the topic of pornography and how it impacts marriage. So I'm going to come to this as if I was talking to a younger couple, maybe newlyweds, and they're watching some porn together and they feel like it turns up the heat in the bedroom. Okay. But I need you to understand as the listener that I am taking training to become a certified sex addiction therapist. And that means that part of my counseling work is actually helping couples recover from the impact of pornography on their marriage, the detrimental impact of pornography on their marriage. And I cannot begin to describe to you the depth of hurt experienced in the hearts of the betrayed spouses and even in the hearts of the pornography addicts too. Like Mm -hmm. bad enough for suicide to be on the table. Wow. And so while we say, you know, how pornography impacts marriages, there's no upside that I'm aware of or that I have to share with this today. I'm not a fan of pornography. While it certainly can produce heightened arousal, even if we were to push aside the moral implications of the sexual abuse and the trafficking of men and women in that industry, the consequences of using pornography in your marriage are significant. And so while I want to be non-judgmental and definitely not here to shame anyone today, there's some serious warnings to heed in this episode. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're going just to kind of disclose up front. Okay. Now, pornography, according to the research, it does impact marital satisfaction. The research consistently finds that frequent porn use is linked to lower relationship satisfaction for all kinds of romantic relationships. Okay. And porn use is particularly damaging for marriages compared to dating relationships. And this effect gets stronger over time so that the longer you're married and using porn, the more it damages your marital satisfaction. Really? Yes. Hmm. Now, of course, that's that's correlation, right? Yeah. So which direction is the effect? Does porn decrease marital satisfaction or is the problem actually there's decreasing marital satisfaction, so we're going to go use porn? Uh, Yeah. And a study in 2004 found that unhappy marriage can be a predictor of frequent porn use. That's probably entitlement coming out there, Mm -hmm. although it may also be a coping mechanism, like as in, if I act out with porn, I can stay married and stay, air quotes, faithful. Okay. Right? Not go outside the marriage. I've heard that line of reasoning. Huh. But- Other research shows that porn use can cause marital problems. 
Perry 2017 was a study that looked at married couples for porn use and marital quality in 2006 and in 2012. So they're tracking them over time. And they found that porn use in 2006 predicted lower marital quality in 2012. Huh. In fact, that was the strongest predictor of low marital satisfaction. So while the effect could go both ways, the experimental research suggests that it is porn use that more often negatively affects couples' outcomes than vice versa. Okay. Let's talk more specifically about like the actual ways in which pornography impacts relationships. Okay. Marriage relationships. Now, the first area to look at is commitment. So according to something called the investment model, commitment in relationships is comprised of three different things, three elements. First is satisfaction with the relationship. Mm-hmm. The second is the attractiveness of available alternatives. Oh. And the third is the investment in the relationship. This is any relationship. It's yeah. sort of a general model. Okay. Okay. Now, we just heard that satisfaction, that marriage satisfaction is, Im- is impacted by porn use. Yes. So that was the first element. Satisfaction with the relationship. Okay. Yep. yep. The second element that we just identified was attractiveness of available alternatives. Now, porn use also increases your attention to attractive alternatives to your spouse. Right. Right. Because you're looking at yeah. many different people. Okay. Thereby lowering your commitment to them. That's the impact, right? Okay. Because you're looking at a wide variety of attractive alternatives to your spouse, you are likely to become less satisfied and committed to a single spouse and more desiring of variety, especially Hmm. when the variety has the advantage of plastic surgery and airbrushing and all these other things, right? And this is one of the beliefs implicit in a worldview that accepts pornography, which is that a wide variety of sexual partners is more fulfilling than one sexual partner. Okay. So that's the worldview that accepts pornography. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of follow me down this trail here for a moment. So even if you consider yourself faithfully married and you consume porn just to spice things up, you are by virtue of your actions also implicitly agreeing that being involved in other people's sexual activities is necessary to provide greater sexual fulfillment in your own marriage. Okay. Because you're saying what we have between us is not enough. We need to get involved in other people's sexual activities too. Right. Okay. In order for this to be more fulfilling, to be better. Yeah. And I really want to challenge people on this. Like if you believe that sex is purely an animalistic urge, like hunger, and that it's not related to the intimacy of body, soul, and spirit between two people where they're joined and become one, then that animalistic urge really has no boundaries. Like you really don't have any sacredness of marriage. There's no point talking about that. Okay. But if you're listening to us today because you believe marriage is the ideal place for two people to become profoundly intimate, which is the journey of a lifetime... And includes emotional, spiritual, and sexual intimacy, then pornography use has no place in that paradigm. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. doesn't belong. So you either got to choose one or the other. You can't have both. They're exclusive. Okay. Because when you use porn, you're saying that the two of you is not enough to create the best version of intimacy. Huh. Right? Okay. Which in turn, probably, if I could just give you a suggestion of where to start thinking about this, if you want to sort of kind of reflect on this, right? is probably pointing you to the fact that you're not comfortable with yourselves. So hmm. there's probably then there a fundamental disacceptance or unacceptance of who you are, of one or both of you, either interpersonally, i.e. what's between you, or intrapersonally, which is what is within you. And you're using pornography as a coping mechanism to distract from this reality. Hmm. So something there's some discomfort, you're coping your way out of that with pornography, right? Now, think about what marriage is for. Marriage is a crucible for personal growth. So if you take your coping mechanism out, which is what I'm challenging you to do, you have to deal with what's in front of you or inside Mm, you. That might be hard for people. Yes. But I think it's a good thing, even though it might be painful. Yeah. It's a worthy thing. Yeah. Because you will grow. You will be sanctified through confronting rather than coping. But the porn is preventing this growth from happening. Hmm. 
And and in doing so, you're basically, you're really selling yourself short on creating a soulmate marriage. Ooh, hmm. that's interesting. So I just think it it's cheap, but it also cheats you out of so much stuff, right? Yeah. It's not adding, distracting you from the work that you really need to do. Huh. Now, it also impacts self-esteem. So a study in 2012 found that husbands frequently using porn lowered their wives' esteem. Mm-hmm. Especially when the wife perceived the porn use to be problematic. Wives believed their husband's use of porn was in some way their own fault and caused by their own unattractiveness. That was the only reasonable conclusion. Here's a quote I have from, heard this over and over. Yeah. 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 Here's a quote from the study. In her eyes, his involvement implied that she must be physically unattractive, sexually undesirable, worthless, inadequate as a wife and as a woman, and weak and stupid for not taking a very strong stand against the pornography use. That's pretty strong. It's brutal. Yeah. This reduced self-esteem went on to reduce relationship quality and sexual satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Now it kind of becomes self-fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, because if you of, don't think you're attractive, you're not going to act like you're attractive. Yeah. Yep. Which. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And part of the whole delusion of the pornography thing is that, you know, it's just kind of between me and the screen. Total delusion. Yes. And it's failing to grasp the impact, what it's doing to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a, like a long-term thing. There are long-term consequences you mean? or Yeah. yeah. Like even if the guy stops looking at porn, yeah, like his wife is going to struggle with this for years Yeah, about feeling unattractive and unworthy and all these things. Like it's not like, oh, he's not looking at porn. I must be attractive now. No. No. And trust and attachment comes into this as well. So I've been speaking about couples using porn openly, but if you're using it secretly, perhaps with the thought of enhancing your marriage, I'll watch this. It'll give me some ideas. You need to know that you're creating a betrayal event Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of time until that explodes. The use of porn and also the act of deception and hiding your porn use from your spouse damages the trust and the attachment bond in marriages which creates a fault line or a crack in the bond, which often then widens as the wife becomes distant from her husband after discovering his porn use and the attempts he has made to cover it up. Couples often become estranged due to feeling emotionally unsafe in the relationship. Okay. So so the trust and attachment's more if you're using it secretly. Secretly and then discovery. And discovery, okay. Yeah. But even, I think if you're using it secretly and you're pre-discovery, there's a boundary to your intimacy. Like your your mm-hmm. spouse at some level knows she isn't getting all the way in there. She's not getting everything. Hmm. Yeah. Or he. Yeah. There's a wall up Even if somewhere. they don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you can't be intimate and have a big secret. Hmm. Like deeply intimate. Yeah. And so let's talk about intimacy. Okay. So high porn use lowers intimacy between couples. It lowers perceived closeness. And especially for women whose husbands are problematic porn users. No surprise there. Discovering their husband's porn use changes their view of their relationship, often leaving women feeling betrayed and thinking that their husbands are no longer interested in them sexually or invested in their relationship. And it also changes not only the view of the relationship, but the view of their husband, reducing their respect for him and Hmm. seeing him as selfish and objectifying of women. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Which is not going to lead you to want to be close to that person. No. And then, well, at that point, it's another like self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah downward spiral. So if you find yourself trapped in pornography and you're looking for a way out, we have a special supplement to today's show called Preventing the Cycle of Addiction. This guide will help you understand why it is so hard to break free and what your first steps toward recovery are. You can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Cop podcast for smart people. Having trouble talking today. Getting my merds wixed. (laughs) 
And we'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the effects on self-esteem, trust, and intimacy. So let's also look at some high-level research on other ways that pornography impacts marriage. Okay. It influences stability and infidelity. So due to the fact that porn use erodes commitment by increasing the amount of attention paid to potential alternative partners, high porn use is linked to lower relationship stability and higher rates of infidelity. This is a study from 2012. Okay. I see this. It's kind of like you're opening a window in your mind that eventually opens doors in your life to things that you never thought you would do. Do you find that like dealing with porn addicts? Well, let me put it this way. So let me call it, there's a lot of, I'm not saying that every porn addict becomes, you know, I was going to say unfaithful, but he's already unfaithful. What do you, do you know what I mean? Like not actually literally goes out and finds other sex partners. Okay. But this is fuel on the fire of infidelity and or sex addiction. It exacerbates it for sure. Okay. That's a well-known, well-established reality. Hmm. Frequent porn users, like they're already, in some way they're getting sexual fulfillment from sources other than their spouse. Yeah. So it follows from that, that they might have the idea that, uh, or that it's easier, it's easier than for them to accept the idea of sex outside of marriage because they're already getting sex outside their marriage. Okay. If I can put it that yeah. way, right? So a study in 2014 found that viewing internet porn or X-rated movies predicted both extramarital affairs and divorce. Wow. Even when couples only watch porn together as part of their joint sexual activity, like if they're both doing this together, the rates of infidelity are higher than for couples who never watch porn. Wow. That's Maddox at all 2011. If you want to see these studies and the references to them, they're on our site. So even making this a joint activity is risky, right? Right. It's not just spicing it up for that occasion. No, This is eroding. Yep. You're opening yourselves up to something Uh, maybe much bigger than what you want to. Yeah. Yeah. So not only that, but let's confront this idea that watching pornography can spice up our sex life, that it has something to add. Okay. So sexual satisfaction is damaged by pornography consumption. Listen to these studies. Male porn use is negatively linked to sexual satisfaction for both husbands and wives. That's from a study 2016. (laughs) That's a long time. In the future. Yes. As with marital satisfaction, this effect, effect gets even stronger the longer a marriage with porn use goes on. That's a study from 2012. It also damages intimacy and it lowers self-esteem for women, of which we've touched already, both of which reduce sexual satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just imagine having your spouse be a sexually confident sexual partner versus Mm -hmm. a sexually, what's inconfident or a sexual partner with no self-esteem. Yeah. Like how are those two experiences going to differ? Although you have the same person. 
quite huh. a bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Pornography uh-huh. also affects couples' sexual scripts, their beliefs about how they and their spouse should act during sex. So a study in 2007 looked at men and women or st- surveyed men and women about what they think is important in great sex and on what they think is important in pornographic depictions of sex. This just reminds me of our kids. I don't know what movie we were watching, but the people kissed and they're like, oh, do you guys kiss like that? <laughs> but I think it's the same kind of thing, right? If you watch that yeah, and think that that's how people kiss. Yeah. That's your only script for that? or Yeah. Whereas... Like depending so like on the, the situation, first, you yeah. kiss in different ways. And yeah. so same thing with sex. Which is funny because they see us kissing, but not like that. Yeah. Not that we don't kiss like that. No. But I'm saying that if, if the movie was all they had and they didn't see us, right. they would think that the first kiss is like, I got to suck your lips off, right? Like, let's <laughs> gnaw <laughs> yes. at each other. And it's like, I just wanted to peck goodnight. It's our first time. Like, can we slow this down? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true too. So the scripting, right? Yeah. Now coming back to this. Sorry. The more porn people watch, the more similar these two lists were. So people who are frequent porn users believe that their sex should be similar to what's portrayed in pornography. And since porn sex totally ignores intimacy and emotional connection, people whose sexual scripts are highly influenced by the porn they watch will miss out on this part, which will make their sex less satisfying. So it's not even less satisfying because of the impact that porn has had, like with the lower self-esteem or eroding commitment and all that kind of stuff. But just from the actual... The modeling of... Modeling of sex. Yeah, that doesn't include these vital components. The intimacy part. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And I've heard like... There's a book that I, I want to read. Actually, I've forgotten the title of it. And I also am afraid to read. But it really talks about the details of what goes on in the pornography industry. But I've heard that like these sex scenes, they'll spend eight or nine hours trying to record them. Mm-hmm. And like people are just in pain by the time oh. it's done. Like it's brutal. It is very, very brutal, right? Yeah. So you can imagine like... I mean, most people have sex for like... I don't know, 10 to 30 minutes on average, something like that. You're trying to compete with something that was like eight or nine hours in production. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's no comparison there. No. So, I mean, it's like crack cocaine. It's so unrealistic, right? So even Hmm. the belief that porn can spice up your sex life is misinformed in itself, right? You've been told a lie if that's what you believe. Pornography, it distorts what should naturally unfold between two people. Mm. And what should naturally unfold is richer and more intimate than anything you could learn from watching pornography. It's better. Huh. So so for couples watching pornography to spice up their sex life, yeah. you would say like, no, you don't need like more sex moves. Yeah. You need to be closer. You need to become closer together. You need to become more intimate. Yeah. When you, when you follow that pathway, your sexual satisfaction will improve. Emotional intimacy is the key to great sex. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, you know, we go off chasing these other things because that's, it's easier for me to think about, you know, if we had a new position, then we're really going to blow the lid off this thing. Right. Versus let's face the junk that's in our lives. That's kind of coming between us when we're trying to make love. Right. Harder to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. But which is going to have a more satisfying, long-term, beneficial, healthy, productive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lasting pleasure outcome. No comparison. So we are asking you to do the hard work here. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, um, of course, because of the pornography industry and the people you're competing with, you can experience dissatisfaction with your spouse or with yourself. Right. You can't perform like those people. You don't, you can't look like those people. You can't look like them. So you can't match your parents. You can't match performance. You can't match the level of displayed affection because it's put on. Like you just can't even compete in terms of acting, right? Yeah. Like you think about the fact that these are actors, right? If you watch a martial arts movie, which you would never do. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> but if you watch a martial arts movie or an action movie where there's some amazing driving or the guy's busting out some moves while, you know, shooting people and beating bad guys up and all this stuff, you know that you can't drive like that or fight like that. Right. You know what I mean? That's a stuntman that, that's doing that. Right. And that's okay. So the hero lives on the screen. Yeah. But with pornography, you watch that, which are still actors, stuntmen, if you will, and you're trying to reproduce that in your own bedroom or expecting your spouse to. Oh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. absurd, right? It's not possible in real life. You're chasing something that's not real. Huh. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Now, never also... Thought of that. Need, sorry, babe. I never thought of that yeah. before about like the performance part. Yeah. And you also need to know that porn and marriage, it impacts men and women differently. So most of the negative effects of porn use in marriage come from the husband's porn use. And the male porn use reduces the husband's sexual satisfaction by creating unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Ties back to that acting bit and the attractive alternatives part. And it creates negative evaluations of his own sexual competency. It reduces the wife's self-esteem and feelings of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And those things are going to go on to impact marital and sexual satisfaction, right? So it, it is touching them a little bit differently. Female porn use does not have these effects to the same extent. Most studies report that female porn viewing has no effect or even small positive effects on sexual and marital satisfaction. Really? Not sure why that is. Yeah. Not sure why that is, uh, but that's, I'm just observing what it states. So this is, this is not me saying it's okay if your wife wants to watch it and it's not okay if your husband wants to watch it. I'm saying it's no good either way, but I'm just saying it will touch men and women differently. So yeah. don't expect your spouse to have the same response to it that you do. Oh, okay. Okay. And finally, let's just touch on religiosity. So a study in 2016 looked at the links between religiosity, porn mm-hmm. use, and marital quality. They found that religious beliefs improve marital quality and that porn use lowers it. This is consistent with other research. Yeah, However, I heard that before. Religious beliefs intensify the negative effect of porn use on marriage. So if you have a faith background, the negative effect of porn is even stronger. Okay. The high guilt and shame attached to porn use in religious cultures and the high emotional cost that a continued use of porn requires means that religiosity can make the negative effect of porn in marriage even worse. Which is, we're not trying to say that the problem is your religiosity. No. It's just saying that if you're living incongruently with your value system, the negative effects of porn use are amplified. It's really going to bind on your conscience, right? Or be a burden on your conscience. And so the solution is to get rid of the porn, not get rid of your faith. (laughs) Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. So this this brings us to a good spot to conclude, though. In episode 128, which you can get at oif.link slash 128, we made a research-based case for why the best sex is happening inside marriages. Uh Uh-huh without any pornography. And you know, Verlinda, I think we can say we get it. Like your marriage may not be like that right now. Not everybody is listening to our show today. In fact, the fact that they are listening to our show may be more likely to indicate that they're looking for some help. Right. right? They're not having the best sex every time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Although there's some folks that are, and that's part of the reason why they are, because they take care of their marriage too. Right. So we want to honor them as well. But And it may be the reality for some of our listeners today, sadly, that the only sex that's happening in their marriage is what's happening on their phone or on their spouse's phone. Yeah. And that's a tough spot to be in. That's really tough. But I just want to say, like, you probably have not exhausted all your options. If you really stop and think about it, there's more and more internet-based resources that are free and available to help with this problem of pornography. Yeah. And also, if you really want to take it seriously, there are marriage and pornography recovery experts like myself who can help you. And so the first step is to reach out. And if you do so, I promise I will respond. But just ask for help. You can move on this. You can, there's hope. You can find change. You can break free. Yeah. 
and you can create some real intimacy in your marriage. That's the good part. So we want to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. We have Mark and Aaron. So thank you, you guys, and all the rest who support us so faithfully. Mm-hmm. Next week, Caleb, what are we talking uh, about? We're talking about how husbands can strengthen their spiritual leadership in their families. Interesting. We Actually, have a lot of questions about this. We do. And I just finished writing it up and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Huh. I think it's going to be good. And okay. it's not going to be like the, uh, you know, you need to be a spiritual superstar first and then you can do this. It's more like, okay, let's make this work. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a practical? Like not raising the bar so high that we always feel like failures. Huh. Well, that is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 163. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.